beautiful, amazing people. Welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa. I'm going to try and keep this part short because this is a longer episode, and technically I'm about 20 minutes late on posting it, so I'm sorry about that, but it is a longer episode. I had so much fun with it. I laughed so much. I had tears. It was it was so great. It was truly the perfect episode to start our 50th celebration. Laura, who you guys have heard her on the show before, she was on the episode titled The Butterfly Connection, and she also made our logo. She also was on, I read her email on episode 28, I think it was spiritual questions or something of that nature. She decided to help me celebrate and kick off our 50th episode. She's a complete and utter sweetheart. We talked about so many things that I had to make a list. So we talked about some more personal items like cookies, our favorite foods. We talked about songs that we find magical, such as she mentioned a Lizzo song and I mentioned a Halsey song and a singer called Alina Perez. We talked about meditation, mental health, spiritual health, muses, the balance between life and death, good versus evil, light versus dark, and all that kind of thought process that goes behind magic, shadow figures and incubus experience, deities. We had some disembodied sounds. So you are going to, the way that I had to section up the the episode was actually to break it apart into four different parts because there were some noises that kept kicking her poor dog Bubba off. And so Bubba was barking. So of course I have to cut that out of the audio. But we did actually kind of catch a couple sounds, and I want to see if you guys can hear them. So there will be times when the subject matter changes, and the reason why it changed was because of the barking. And we, you know, in between the barking, we were, you know, chit-chatting and clamoring along as we typically would. But I did go ahead and and keep the um, disembodied noises in there, so I want to see if you guys can hear them. We also talked a lot about your intuition and how important it is to listen to that. We touched a little bit on astrology. I don't know a lot about it, but she actually did mention it, and we did kind of swing it in there just a little bit. We talked about the thinning of the veil, not-so-imaginary friends, fairies, and astral projection. So, yeah, this this interview is actually three hours long. If you guys follow us on social media, I posted a picture of it to be like, hey, look, you know, this we're, like, hitting this off strong, and and write with this awesome episode. But it is, it was two hours, 57 minutes, 40 seconds, and 70 milliseconds long. Um, and I cut it down to about an hour and a half. So I, I definitely did take out some of our chit chatting just because, you know, it was more, one of the things that when I had Laura on the show, someone said to me is it sounds like we're old friends. And her and I have actually talked about that a lot. We will definitely get vibes off of one another. We'll think about the other. We, we do have a friendship, and she does feel like a very dear friend to me. And we've actually talked about the fact that we do feel like past life friends. I just love having her on the podcast. I love her energy. We had such a great time. I am actually going to skip the promo this episode, 
I am going to do our little big heads media bump because that is an awesome, that's our podcast host. They took us on and they have amazing shows. Like I am part of a podcast network with amazing, incredible shows. If you like sports, you have sports. If you like comedy, you have comedy. If you like true crime, you have true crime. You have a little bit of everything and they do such a good job and they really keep it in this really beautiful community that I love. And so I love being part of them. And so that will be here, but then we will get right into the episode. Now, I do want to let you guys know that normally we would have the what did I learn this week at the end of the episode and I would kind of talk to you guys again, but I'm not going to this time because we talked about so many things and so many lessons and so many beautiful learning experiences. And I don't want to detract by that by adding another one on. I feel like we both played off of one another's energy and emotions, and we talked about so many beautiful things. And the reason why this episode is called The Blueprint of Life is based on the very last thing she says to me in this episode. And it's so beautiful and such an amazing lesson that that felt like the right way to end the episode, not the way I normally would. So with that being said, I will have her keep our greeting. Because as I listed in all of these different things, you have to take care of yourself. I need you to stay safe. Love yourselves and love others. And always remember, don't let the ghost get you. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. You know what I've just decided? I have decided that the first person who clearly ever made cookies was Satan. Oh, he had to be. It was Satan, to. especially down there in that, in that permanent oven that he has. I mean, he's got, well, you know, it can't be too bad down there because cookies are delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cookies are delicious. Oh, yeah. And if that's all it takes, I guess I'm going to hell because <laughs> there's free cookies. <laughs> free cookies. Go now. I'm sorry. Well, I, I bet you that's why that phrase is, come to the dark side, we have cookies. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> I know how to get these people. Free cookies. Oh, yeah. Cookies, yeah. tacos. Because yeah. I'll go for tacos, too. I have no shame in that. Oh. I love tacos. Good burrito. Taco. Oh, yes. Mm. As long as he's giving those two out, I'm done. Guacamole and I, uh, avocado and I have a very deep love relationship. And around winter time. I'm so sad because you can't get a good avocado. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't get like, I don't know, Publix. I have to remember to cut part of this out of the audio in case someone ever from Publix listens to the podcast and goes, <laughs> man, she shit shame Publix so bad. I mean, like, yeah, you guys are fucking expensive and your, sh- your fruits suck. <laughs> and I'll talk nicer. Yes. Hey, yes. No, you're a customer and the customer's always right. It's a customer complaint. Now they can't I like it. it. Yes. Cross your teeth, got your eyes. Customer complaint. Your avocado stuck. The damn avocado. Like my thing is you're supposed to be able to ripen an avocado. Now you can't you can't always do it in the store and that's okay. You just bring it home, it sits on your counter and ripens. Exactly. Lately though, I have I bought an avocado of whoa, geez, I don't know <laughs> what happened there. <laughs> avocados from Publix and they never ripen instead they just become mm-hmm. like moldy yeah that was the last batch I bought I was quite frankly I was I had a tear in my eye I did not want to throw these away yes 
I was like, why? Exactly. How dare you ruin a beautiful thing such as the avocado? They are not. They're like a dollar per. Yeah. They're awful, but they're so good. They are. And mangoes, mangoes are my other love. Oh, they are good. You know what? I It took me a while to find mango. I mean, I knew what they were, but I didn't mm-hmm. eat them. Oh, my goodness. That was life-changing as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm. And if you make a good mango shake, listen, it will change your life. Oh, I believe it. It will change your life. But the secret is you have to sprinkle just a pinch of salt in there. Really? Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's one of those little... Sweet and tangy. You need that little salt to bring out more sugar. I don't really know how that works. That's witchcraft right there. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, I make some good witchcraft in my blender. (laughs) Hey, you know, this cake's delicious. Toss a pinch of salt in there and it'll be even better. What? (laughs) Actually, I have something. So I was sitting here. I was like, what can I talk to Laura about? I'm like, I have two things I can talk to her about. One is... Now, I know we talked a little bit about your meditation stuff, and I know you're still kind of going through that. Yep. Yep. And I told you about my meditation where I died numerous times, which was lovely. Yeah, that was, I mean, my goodness. Oh, I was terrified. Like, my guys were like, no, you have to go back and meditate. I was like, no, the fuck I don't. <laughs> yeah, why would you? No, don't No. Me and what's so funny is, like, the thing is, I asked for it. Because when I did the meditation, I can't just meditate to be calm anymore. I find calmness in the meditation now. Mm-hmm. And I never would like really set an intention anyway. I just kind of see where it took me and try to like, you know, just find yeah. that calmness in there. But now it's not like you don't get to meditate to be calm anymore. You get to meditate to get messages. Yeah. That's it's got what a, you get. It's a purpose. It's no longer you in your state. It's you and and more roots to the cosmos, basically. Yes. You're more connected. You you more roots have dug into you. I get it. I really do. Oh, I know you do. I oh, know I was... you do. But I swear, sometimes they really don't give a flying fuck. They nope. drive me nuts. <laughs> I, oh, I absolutely know. I, you know, I'm, I was like you, you know, the past couple of months have been really rough and I don't know why. Well, I have a few things. A couple of my work tools broke, you know, one of those little things. Oh. In but just overall, I mean, I told you, I was just blah. Everything mm. was kind of just coming in at a very intense level and almost meditation was no matter how intense it could get it was still important and very freeing at the end of it even mm-hmm. if it was in session I tried to take something good from all of them you know well you know we you and I were yeah. speaking that and I did that you know just for the fact that I was depression is funny because when you're like us and you're and you listen better and you get depression, it actually affects that mm-hmm. on a, almost a, I don't, well, of course, depression can give you physical sickness, but I don't, how do I want to put this? It almost. Like a spiritual flu? Yes. Yes, it is. And you're no longer just emotionally depressed about stuff. It is on an energetic level and everybody gets that. And I think when it gets to that point, you know, that's when we definitely need to reach out. I did. I went and saw I don't know if I brought it up to you or not, but I actually went and, and told my doctor and started seeing a therapist oh. because in order to be, to listen, it all has to be healthy and in tune. Mm-hmm. And, and I told you, it just has been, whoa, not in tune with anything. Mm-hmm. I felt like an electric rod on a very high vibration that I almost couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. 
And, and involving that, you know, you get stuck in your head and of course you have your own issues, but when you combine the two spiritual and your own emotions, it can be very overwhelming. So, you know, I mean, I think the lesson out of these past couple of months I I've taken out of all was take the time to meditate like you, whether it's good or bad, you got to keep going at it and, and clearing your mind, searching for answers, listening. And if you have to, for an additional help in it, go see a therapist. I mean, you don't have to, it's not something you have to do continuously. Mm-hmm. It's just something you should, on the other aspect of your mental health, clear out and vent. And mm-hmm. and just like you would, sage, cleanse your area. Cleanse it all. Yep. And I, like I said, I told you, I, I, I'm slowly feeling myself again. Because I really didn't. It was awful. Well, is this before or after the muse? It was in between all of it. Oh, okay. So it, it kind of started there, and then I had my first thing that I well, message that I thought I read, and then I misread it, and it took me for a spin. But in between all of that was my own inner demons, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. We all got them. Mm. And they were just, and I don't know if it was because I was going through a change, which is very possible. I mean, your energy levels, chemical levels, all that shifts and changes in your body when you're tweaking it mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you're doing you're you're tweaking it you're it's enhancing changing adapting and i it, it all took its effect it really did but i feel really good lately and i'm so i told you i'm slowly getting there day mm-hmm. by day but i had to clean the whole house everything it all needed cleanse and i needed to find my happy place my center and almost restart it again. And a lot of that did have to do with my muse coming in because I think it was such a big muse. You know, that is, it's, it's very strong energy and a presence, almost overwhelming if you're not prepared for it, which Mm -hmm. I absolutely was not, (laughs) not at all. I was reading something totally different in my meditations and all that than what I should have been reading. And that happens so many times. It doesn't matter how good you are. Oh, yeah. How many times you meditate, if you write them down, if you record them. I know a lot of people that just auto record it, um, not auto, but visually with their camcorders and they want to see what happens around them. And I, well, I, I knew one girlfriend that did that. And actually, I was really fascinated by it and her reason for doing it. But, you know, I, I was not prepared. <laughs> yeah. Full out, I was not prepared. And I don't think anybody is, but when you start crossing into muses on a higher level, it's very shocking to the system. It really is. But I was wrong about it, and and that's okay. I finally figured out the message. I was more Mm -hmm. obsessed learning something about myself before the muse could come in. Mm -hmm. And I haven't figured out exactly how that's connected, but I am slowly. (laughs) I think I told you the other day, I think I'm slowly doing it. I think the lesson I'm trying to learn from everything right now is the balance between life and death. And that oh, is, yeah. All, yeah, that's, I've told you from the very beginning of our talks, that's always been a real problem with me. My grandmother passed away in her sleep and that completely shocked me. I knew it could happen, but it was very unexpected. She hadn't been sick or anything. So I felt really robbed of life. I didn't mm-hmm. understand how somebody could go be fine that day, go to sleep and not be fine. Yeah. And 
I, I guess I kind of resented death a little bit. I mean, we all do when we lose someone close. I mean, that's just part of the emotions of mourning, I believe. But I, I took it to a, a fear level. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, the circle of life is really, it's scary, but it's not scary and it's important. And I think that's the lesson right now I'm being taught, the balance of life and death. And unfortunately, I think I'm being taught the importance of death at the moment. <laughs> And I'm taking it slowly. I'm healing from an old wound of my grandmother mm-hmm. and spiritually connecting with it, which is scary all on its own because death opens up a whole lot of other portals. A lot yep. of things lurk in that dark area that aren't good, but there's a lot of good to death too. Everybody has this, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about it. Everybody has their, this perspective of death that it's all terrifying and it's not. But there are things that lurk in the shadows. Oh, yeah. I guess I was always very leery on poking into the shadows. Here's a fun fact I haven't told you lately, you'll love. I have currently been seeing shadow figures in the side of my... (laughs) Well, I never really saw shadow people. I know they were there. I felt their energy. Mm -hmm. I've never visually saw them. And... You know, every now and then you, of course, everybody has that. Oh, I saw something in the corner of my eye. No, mm-hmm. this is actually something black. Mm-hmm. Color of gray smoke or black smoke. I, I can't Ooh. even describe it. It's, but it's a, it's, they're black. They're black. They're shadows. It's crazy. I've never seen one. Do you get like a feeling from them? No, not yet. But they've okay. surprised me both times. Mm-hmm. One, I, one, I actually thought it was one of my animals. And I glanced down and I'm like, none of my animals are in here. What just, okay. That was a shadow cat, I think, maybe small, Mm -hmm. like a cat, maybe a little bigger, maybe a small dog, but in that size range. Mm -hmm. And then the other day, I actually saw the side of someone's face and caught their shoulder and part of their arm as they were moving out of my, my peripheral vision. Okay. That was new. (laughs) Very unexpectedly, like, hello, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Of course, we're getting near the thing of Vale. So it could be my old cat and family members. Who knows? But it was the first, and I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, not that I never believed in shadow people, but when you, until you see them, you yeah. just have to see them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is also why I feel like shadow figures, they're not all evil. I do feel like they come in different variety of shapes and sizes. I mean, I was sitting there, you saw me in the Discord group the other night when I was like, yeah, <laughs> think I might have summoned a succubus. And yeah. Or, it's like, okay, or not a succubus, an incubus. And it's like, okay, you know, well, that's probably not what you want to do, which is not what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I should have known based on it was the full moon. And when I happen to be singing and dancing, like I throw out a lot of energy. Like oh, yeah. if I'm just in my, and it, it has to be like, I've noticed lately there's songs that are coming out that are like really hinting towards like magic or they have yep. magic like deeply embedded in them. Mm-hmm. Or that new Lizzo song straight says goddess and I love it. And I'll, I have shame that I dance around my house when the kids are all in school. To it. None whatsoever. It makes me feel good. There you go. Well, what was it? I think I was singing. Oddly enough, I was singing Halsley uh, Graveyard. Like, that's what started the whole thing. Normally, I'm not a huge fan of hers, but because I thought she couldn't sing. But (laughs) I heard her. I really did. I was like, 
she makes such awesome songs, but then I listen to her vocals, like, when she does, like, live, like, I think she did some live concert, and she sounded, like, super fried, I I thought was, like, what was going on. And so I was like, okay, I can't really judge if she's a good singer or a bad singer from that. It's just that she sounds really fried. So maybe when she rests her voice and kind of gets into her old thing, and I'll be able to really, you know, kind of see and and hear her, like really hear her. Mm -hmm. And I listened to her do this like little live concert. I can't, I think it was like at the, some sort of museum and she sounded amazing and it was so good. And she just seemed like a completely different person. And I was like, okay, now I'm a huge fan. That's what I wanted from you. Yes. Yes. I was like, there's all these people keep talking about how amazing you are. And I want to believe that because there is something in like your songs and you do Mm -hmm. like deeply call to something in me when I'm listening to your music, but I can't find it when I've been listening to specific songs of yours. And those are the ones that are more oftenly performed live. And so I can't hear it there. But then she did Graveyard and she did Colors, which I know, I know Colors. And I just was in love with her. So I realized that she has like two versions of Graveyard. One is her doing a time lance of a, of a painting and the other one it's a music video. I only feel the magic in the time lapse of the painting. That's okay. the one that calls to me. I okay. don't feel it in the other one. Hmm. And I think it's because of the fact that she literally took the time to sit there and do this painting uh, she and then put it the, to the song. Yeah, exactly. She, I, the concept of releasing creative mm-hmm. energies is so strong. I yeah. am. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I started listening to that. And then I think um, Elena Braz, who she is an awesome singer. She sings a lot of like more seductive stuff. Okay. YouTube started playing her music afterwards. And it's just like the way her voice moves and stuff. So I was dancing. And this is a little awkward, but I was in the restroom while I was doing this. So I was dancing. I dance all over. the No shame. You have to. You have to. When the body wants to move, the body wants to move. I dance all the time. My kids hate it, but I don't really care. They they just... Yeah, they're young. I'm just an embarrassment. I don't... (laughs) I rock it now. I'll dance in front of their friends. Get over it. (laughs) They'll they'll understand soon enough. One day, they'll just be like, oh my god. I love my mom. She was awesome. Mm -hmm. Darn right it was. Weirdness and all. If you're not weird, then you're not normal. Yeah. You have to be a little bit. Just a little. I have to. It's be yourself. Just be yourself, even if it's weird. I always mm-hmm. Well, I'm sitting here jamming away to this seductive music, and it occurs to me, like, all out of the blue. And I'm, like, literally, like, I feel my magic and, like, my abilities, like, just, like, resonating so light in me. And I'm, like, creating little energetic stuff, like I created the mountains and had it going around me. I created like little stuff and I'm having a grand old time by myself. Heck yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just like literally it just cut right through me. And it was like, do you realize that you're doing this on a full moon at 3.30 mm-hmm. in the morning, right in the middle of demon hour and mm-hmm. in your bathroom, which I mean, if you want to summon something, the easiest place to do it. Bathroom. And all of a sudden I just see this very tall man who's naked who is a shadow person, pop up at my closet. And he's looking at me like I'm a fresh penis of me. And I'm like, no, you need to go away. <laughs> like, shoo. So I, I literally, and I totally just ignored the fuck out of him. I was just like, go. And I'm, I'm trying to do my like stuff. 
And instead, he basically acted more like I was playing hard to get. And then he like moves like very quickly and suddenly appears like right in front of me. And I looked up at him and she's like, go. Dude, take the hand. No. Yeah, then he disappeared. But he still like tried to get me to like summon him for four more nights. Oh, four. No. sorry, dude. No, four. No. And he was never like hostile or evil or anything like that. He was just attempting to be seductive. Because when I called him, I was using seductive energy. Yeah, you and were. And so he's like, hey, hi. Hey, lady. And I was like, no, get the fuck away. <laughs> this is a rejection, sir. No. Yes. And it took him It took him four nights to finally, wow. and I was just like, he literally, I remember I, because I hear voices all the time, and I was literally, I remember I was like laying in bed and it was late at night, and he was like trying to get me to imagine him as my husband Ew, so that right. I would feel more comfortable doing no. things with him. And I was like, it's no. It's not a Greek novel. No, No. Sir. No. Elsewhere. No. And I was just like, for real? And I think if he would have, if he would have been like straight up bad or evil. He would have just taken it. Well, no, not, not in that case. I would have been more forceful about it. Yeah. Well. A powerful entity you go against, but there are terms when they just take. Yes, yes, or exactly. Terrifying mm-hmm. horror stories. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Yes, and the other thing too is I am channeling a lot of Lilith. I can't really be mad at you if you pop up when I'm yeah. channeling your mother. Yeah, you really can't. I can't be mad at you, and I think that's also part of why I wasn't just like you can't be here you know what I would normally say no you need to leave I think that's part of why I just sort of almost really felt bad for the guy (laughs) like this was super accidental I'm sorry (laughs) it means to flirt a little bit it wasn't for you yeah I was just feeling myself it doesn't listen just because you are having a nice little seductive moment by yourself where you're dancing and singing to awesome songs that like puts you in like a great little headspace doesn't mean that you need a man nope. to come by. Nope. That, it's just, like you said, feeling yourself, loving on yourself, which is just as important as any other form of love. Some self-love. And if yes. it makes you feel good, dance away, baby. I dance all the time. Like I said, they, my kids hate it. I don't care. All the time. And when I'm and now, like, they're all in school, so lots of music is played very loudly all the time. Well, see, the one thing that I hate, though, is, like, after that, I became like super conscious about what I do at what point of time of night. And I was yeah. just like, I hate that because it's normally not how I am. Mm. Because, mm, how can I put it? So I never channel just one deity. I always channel two to four at the yeah. same time, yeah. which is always great. And they'll always like come forward. And I don't really, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is just my experience. But I never truly feel like they, like, completely disappear. I feel like it's always like, uh, okay, well, you have other people that you can talk to. But if you ever, like, need me, just, like, tell me and I'm here. Exactly. That's how I feel. Like, you made the connection. It's like a fishing line. Oh, yeah. Or a spider's thread. Spider thread theory. I I imagine that all the time. The connections from one deity to another to your Mm -hmm. ancestors. It Mm -hmm. all around to you. Mm -hmm. It's reaching out and building well, your spider web, your connection, yeah. your thread, everything. I love it. When I first started 
like super exploring my spirituality when I was like 13-ish, the first deity that ever came up to me was Athena. Okay. She was with me for a long ass time. And Athena came up with, I, I mean, people change her name. It's Hecate, yeah. Hecate, whatever you want to call she her. She has a ton of names, yeah. Yes, those two. They both came up at the same time. And then after that, I had Nemesis and Nyx, which that was a great time. <laughs> I love Nyx. Nyx is one of my favorite, 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 favorite gods. She really? I, I, she, I like nighttime. I always have. Uh-huh. I love the moon coming up. I love mm-hmm. the stars. I love galaxies. They're so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of her bringing in the night, just, I love it. I love it. It's so good. She is, the, she's wonderful. Yeah. It was very strange because Nemesis came in with Gaia okay. and Nyx came in with, I don't know why I can't remember how to pronounce the Dawn con- counterpart of Nyx. So I always get them in as their counterpart. So like, if okay. one is like the goddess of the earth, then I get the goddess of, you know, the under earth or the underworld or whatever, or mm-hmm. nighttime or something. And so that's how, and I think it's, I think it's to speak to like the duality of me too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I've done some weird shit. Like I've done some crazy shit. I almost really hurt someone once and I didn't, I did not know that's what I was even doing. Yeah. I just knew when to stop doing it. And yeah. I had no idea what I had done. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that I had tapped into something that was much deeper and much darker and much more like this is going to happen. And then I knew when to like stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's then I found out like three or four months later what I did. It was it was actually a guy that I had dated for a little bit. And then he really liked someone who was a very good friend of mine. And she was a complete and utter flirt. And I was like, well, if you like her, just go be with her. Honestly, yeah. like, I don't care. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not into this. So they were together for a little bit, but she she was a flirt. And so mm-hmm. she would flirt with him while they were together, and then she would flirt with other guys and tell him she did. And he, like, where I very deeply embody Athena, he very deeply embodies Aries, and she very deeply embodies Aphrodite. So oh, that well, whole, that, like, yes. <laughs> that, was, that was just a clash of disaster. Oh, yes. Yes. So she drove him crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Drove him crazy. Like a drug. Yes. And that's exactly how they were. And she knew, all three of us knew, they were insane. They were, when things were good, like things were really, really good. When things were bad, yes. Disaster. I have no doubt. They're clashing forces in the reality in the end. I mean. Oh, yes. Both are high egos. Oh, yes. And high self-love on a self-love on a level that I will never be at and not, not in a healthy way. So it, it's no. toxic. It's just what a two bad, bad combination. I would mm-hmm. call her on that right away. Yeah. And I will say though, it was very interesting because when I was around them, those two the most is when I would find like other people who were embodying like other deities and they would come up and they'd just like randomly tell me mm-hmm. and it'd be like, how do you even know? Like I'm into this. Like we had never talked about it nothing and they would just come up and be like hey just throw this out there and then leave and I'm like why would you even and I was like okay now that I'm older I recognize that something in them was like I see you and it was also validation for me because it's very hard to 
especially if you doubt yourself so much, turn around and be like, oh, wait, yeah, like this great goddess or god, they are talking to me and they are trying to guide mm -hmm. me, like almost like, you know, what, what a person would think of as like a guardian angel. It's almost kind of plays into this place where if you have so much doubt and you don't think that you're worthy, it's very easy to be like, well, why me? Yeah. And yeah. so then it makes what they're doing harder. Mm-hmm. And so it it was a lot of validation. I think that was probably the time I got the most validation until now in my life, really, yeah. where I just give it to myself. And I'm like, I don't need that shit. I'm fine. But the guy who was very clearly embodying the shit out of Aries, he was very skilled at energetic manipulation to a point that I am, too, mm -hmm. where he could do it cross because they were not we were not all in the same place. Like she was in Georgia. He was in Pensacola and I was here in St. Augustine at the time. And so there's, you know, quite a bit of distance, but like he could actually, he had taught himself how to use telekinesis physically. So he could do it on a physical level at a close area and on a spiritual energetic level, states away. That's insane. Wow. Yes. But that has a lot to do with Aries though. I yes. Mean, it's, it's, he, re he crosses across the sky. He, he is... Mm -hmm like Hermes he's the traveler he moves mm -hmm. and I and, and you know well you just had a weird combination going because I I always had this Aphrodite that I one I want to put this she has this ability to really um how do I want to put this not manipulate people in the sense like with the energy but in the sense of she can calm you like it like an aphrodisiac she mm -hmm. has that ability to make you open up even when you don't want to. Oh, yeah. I have never act. I, huh, I like Aphrodite, but I don't like Aphrodite whatsoever. Oh, I don't like her. I, I like the, the image of love is beautiful. But with that side also comes the mean, nasty side of love. Yes. The dirty side, the, the hurtful yes. side. And I feel like she kind of embodies more of that side because it's mm -hmm. in power. It is. It's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a horrible combination. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that girl, during that period of time, we, we were friends for like eight years. During that period of time, she stole every boyfriend I ever had. Every single one. And she loved it. Yeah. Forever she'd do it. If you just oh, yes. forever, it would be a competition. Yes. And that's how she looked at it. That's why when he told me that he liked her, I was just like, yeah, it's at this point, I don't care because I'm used to it, which is not healthy for me as a person. Uh, and I had to I had to deal with that later. I was just like, you know, the fact of I felt like literally anything I had, she could take it from me. And so it was almost like a expectation that it would go away. Mm -hmm. No, not with Aphrodite. Yeah. So no. they had gotten into some huge fight. She started flirting with some other guy. She told him a bunch of lies that occurred, which did not occur. Of course, the manipulated part of the love. Yep. Yes. And so then he went from being upset at the fight to upset at the person to then realizing it didn't really happen because she pulled this, she like messed up her facts in the middle of it. And oh, so then, then that, then he just went from being like angry to full on rage. I don't blame him. And I wouldn't, I, that's not, I, I wouldn't make Aries mad. I feel he's very vindictive. Yeah, no. He had threatened some things against her that even 
I don't care what you're doing. I did not appreciate that. And mm-hmm. as like the one who's embodying Athena and Hecate, um, no. And I no. was like, no, you're not going to do it. Like, I don't care how mad you are. And I know the fact that you can manipulate energy. And I know that like, if you really want to do that, you can, you're not going to do it. And he can tell me like, yes, I am blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I actually was really scared for her. Like, I was actually really scared that he was going to hurt her from how angry he was and how crazy he was at this point. And so I remember I just, if you looked at your soul as like levels and you divided it between like a light and a dark side, Mm -hmm. I went from being like my normal middle self to like the deep, deep dark. And I was like, no. And I remember I just, mind you, I'm talking to this person through a computer screen. We are not in the same location at all. There was no, I don't know what I did. I just know that I completely zoned out. And then I remember hearing a voice go enough. Mm-hmm. Like you've done what you needed to do. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. And I remember there was like a release when I did that. And then he didn't say anything to me. They got back together, had no problems. Him and I didn't talk, which was fine with me. I didn't really want to deal with like all this ridiculousness. Now, again, I'm 13. Like this is, this is weird insane. enough. Yeah, <laughs> this is it, too much. It, this is too adult almost. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he turns around and she, she says to me one day, she goes, why is, and she mentions the guy's name, so scared of you? I said, he's not scared of me. She said, yes, he is. I said, no, he's not. And she's like, he's been scared of you for like the three, the last three months. That's why he won't talk to you. And I was like, well, I didn't want to talk to him. What do you mean he won't talk to me? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I don't know. He said, you did something to him. It scared him and freaked him out. And he said that after that, that's why like he's been super calm with me. And, and I guess they had had a whole conversation about like how the relationship had, had kind of turned. And uh-huh. she was upset because she wasn't getting that full like drama factor that she used to get. And he yeah. just wouldn't give her the anger. Yeah. And she said, can you just ask him? And I'm like, fine. So I was like, the hell are you talking about? Like, I didn't do anything to scare you. And he's like, yes, you did. I'm like, no, I didn't. He goes, yes, you did. And I said, I didn't do anything to you. It turns out that apparently when I had told him he was not going to do this and I went into that place and I heard enough, I had stopped his heartbeat. Ooh. He was in a chair. He could not breathe. He felt like he was choking and gasping for air and that he was going to have a heart attack for about three or four seconds. It wasn't even that long. And then all of a sudden it went away. And he instantaneously knew I had done it. And I was just like, I fucking didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do. And then I was like, oh, that's why mm-hmm. I said enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was when I learned, like, that scared me. That terrified me because I, like, that made me feel like, oh my God, I'm evil. I hurt yep. someone. Like, I terrified yeah. someone to the point that, like, I changed their entire perspective about a relationship, about their behavior, about their personality. Like, that is terrifying. I don't want to do that to anybody. And so I, I felt like I was evil. And the thing that I had to understand is that one, it's kind of like people now where they say like, oh, you shouldn't hex someone. Oh, if you do like anything that's like defense or protection and it like, you know, takes somebody's ill will and reverses it back on them and hurts them that you cause that and you're a bad person for that and you're affecting karma and you're affecting their life and you're doing those things. Yeah. And they're not wrong. You, no. you are. But you have to say enough sometimes. You have to protect yourself. And do I think it should have gone to that extreme? No. Am I proud of it? No. No. Am I happy to know that I can do it? 
Yes, because now I know if I ever feel like that again, that's exactly what I'm doing and I need to chill. Yeah. So like, it's a learning process, not only for that person, but it's also a learning process for myself too. Yes, And I think that sometimes people think that like, it's black and white, magic and, and your abilities and what you can do. And when you work with deity, there are deities that are assholes. Yeah, there like, are. Apollo is an asshole. Absolutely. I don't like him. No, at he's all. a big one. Yes. And I did that mythology episode on Apollo. And what did you know? His ass. And ex- that's the other thing, too, I think people don't realize is like when you work with the universe a lot and you channel deities, if you mention a deity too much or you invest time and energy into a deity, a deity will sometimes invest that time and energy back into you. And mm-hmm. so when I told, when I was on like the mythology episode and I said something about like the fact that he was a dick, he didn't like that. So he popped up and I was like, first off, you are not a guy for me. Yeah. I know that. Second off, you're coming to me with like some really like hostile energy. And third off, do not make me handle you right now. Because I was channeling like his mother. So do not. <laughs> like, No. And so he like calmed down a little bit, but he was still super hostile and he was only, he was only here for like three days on and off. And I, I hated having him here the whole time. Yeah. I don't blame. I think people just think that like, you have to be one or the other, just like they look at religion or spirituality or gods or goddesses as like one or the other. And it's like, no, do you realize that like a lot of times they do really great things? Don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean, I feel like when the Bible says something about we're created in God's image. I think that's actually really true. And I think that we wouldn't have the ability to have bo- do both pure, good, like amazing things and horrible things too, if whoever, whatever, all the gods and goddesses and deities that are out there didn't have those capabilities as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what all the myths are telling us is that they can do good and they can do evil. They can be jerks. They've done terrible things. Zeus is a horrible guy. Like, he can do great things. And I know I probably made him mad right now. But at the same time, he took a lot from a lot of people without asking or caring for that matter. And they all have that ability. It's just there. And and we have that same ability. Mm -hmm. But I I totally get what what you're saying. I mean, when you're young and you don't know what you're doing, it Mm -hmm. is – I hurt somebody as well. I was on the bus and I was bullied because I was different. And I finally looked at the kid and I was like, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but it was along the lines of, I hope you get hurt. Mm -hmm. I I hope you get sick. I hope you get hurt. The next day he was out of school for like three months. We didn't see him. He actually got sick. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. I felt terrible. And everybody on the bus said it was my fault. Yeah. Because everybody heard me look at him. I mean, they called me a witch for, I've always been called a witch. But I I realized, like, it wasn't that. It was just the fact that I listened better. Mm -hmm. And I put that energy out there. I wanted him to, I wanted him to hurt. I was tired of it. I was tired of being bullied. Mm -hmm. And I let that out. And I hurt this kid. Yeah. I I felt so bad. I won't even friend him on Facebook now. Like, (laughs) he sent me requests and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I just can't. Also, I love that he sent you a request to begin with. He did. (laughs) This was just recently. I'm in my 30s now. It took him a while to friend request me. But if you ask anybody who knows me and went on the bus that day, they totally remember it. It's never left me. I did it right in front of people. And they remembered. 
Mm-hmm. They remembered me saying it and I felt really bad. I mean, I, I did. I didn't know I did it. I didn't know how I did it. I didn't know if I could even stop it or if it was one of those I engaged it and now there is no stopping it mm-hmm. type of deals. So I get it. I mean, it's first off, you have to, I mean, I, mine was really quick. I, I automatically knew within two weeks that I had done something wrong because he wasn't in school. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else looked at me like, hey, he's not in school. What did you do? And I was mm-hmm. like, don't. No, I did. I just stuck with it. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had done something. And I wasn't sure what it was. But I had hurt somebody. And they were now sick. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes our minds have a tendency to water, wander to other places. Oh, oh God. And next thing you know, you're almost deep into a story almost. And you're not yep. even sure when you got there. And you're like, yep. wait a minute. And then you don't even remember what you were thinking about. But you know you were so deep into something. And then you have to sit there and go, oh, gosh, where the heck was I? And look around your house and at the people like, did anybody notice that I was in a complete daze and heard nothing? And I just burned the chicken and or whatever you're doing. It's it's strange. Laura, did you just laugh two seconds ago? No, I did not. I might have. No, I don't think so. Nope. Are your are your children somewhere like nearby? No, just the dog. I wonder if okay. somebody, Bubba, is someone here? Is that why you're barking? I yep. heard like it sounded like someone laughed, like kind of did like a short like, <laughs> and then you were, but you were talking and I was like, man, that's really cool if she could do those at the same time. No, I, I am not that skilled. <laughs> okay. Oh, I guess somebody's visiting us here for this conversation, but that's okay. Hello, weird person. Don't be a jerk. Leave yeah, the dog alone. Hey, just don't, don't interrupt or be a jerk. Don't shut my phone off. That is all that, I, That's what happened last time, right? Yes. Don't do that. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. It did. It's all like 30 minutes for my phone to turn back on. It completely was sucked bone dry. And I don't know why. I went from 40 to nothing like that. I think. And I believe we were talking about death at that moment, too. <laughs> we were. We were. Yes. We had just started that. And it was like, oh, I'll show you what death is. <laughs> I'm done. That's what death is. Nothing. You happy now? Good. Move on. I was like, you know what? That's (laughs) fair. And then I I just kept looking at my husband like, my phone has not turned on yet. Like, what is going on? This is insane. He's like, well, da-da-da-da-da, you know, sometimes that happens. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I think you're just trying to keep me calm. But (laughs) it it was insane. It just gave out on me. Well, I I do know what you were talking about, though, with with the... I had that happen in my meditation. That's why. So I had been having like interesting meditations before then. Mm-hmm. And I was I was being more, normally I would med- meditate every Sunday. And I think right around that time, I had been actually not meditating as much. And I think it was because I was also getting like a lot of dreams. Mm-hmm. And so. You were almost meditating in your dreams almost. Yes. And yeah. so it was kind of like. My guides will knock me into things if I'm not doing them. So I don't really, I've just learned I don't get a say. I've just learned that I'm here as a conduit and I don't get a say sometimes. Yeah. And other yeah. times I get a say and they laugh at me and then they still do it anyway. Yeah, but, they, but they tell me, they're like, hey, you have to do this. And it's really funny because I do this with other people too. And I, and this is why I was like, okay, now I understand why, why we are in the same boat. Because I'll, you know, I'll tell someone like, hey, if you keep doing this, this is what I'm going to do. And they don't believe me and then I do it. And yep. I feel like that's what they do to me. Like, hey, you really need to do this. And if you don't do yeah. it, we're going to put you in it. And I'd be like, but like, don't I get a choice? And they're like, no, 
Um, <laughs> so thing, I'll look at a friend and be like, yeah, don't do that. That's going to backfire on you. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. tell them, don't do it. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to do it anyways. Yep. I told you so. That's it usually ends in I told you so. Yep. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure that they get a kick out of that just like we do sometimes. No, they do. Yeah. They're like, really? Yep. Told you so. <laughs> yes. Not, not saying it's be mean. I just, well, you know, you'll just get a bad vibe off of something. I really, oh, yeah. if it's something that's going to backfire on somebody, I get warning signs like, like red flags like don't do it don't let them do it give them a fair warning now especially if it's somebody i care about or i've had you know a friendship with or something or a connection with if if it's bad in fact they laugh about it if i tell you not to do something don't do it Mm -hmm. i'm 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 batting like 85 percent on accuracy well see i struggle with that so normally i can ask a question i'll get a feeling about it and yeah. it used to be that I would either get, like, I typically have headaches because I have low blood sugar, mm-hmm. but I would get a pounding headache. Originally, that meant yes. Like, if I was struggling to try to figure out exactly what I was doing and everything else felt calm, and I got the pounding headache, it was always like, alert, alert, here, here you go. Like, we're telling mm-hmm. you right here, here's that. Yeah. But what I've learned is, depending on who I'm talking to at the time, that flip-flops. Yes. And I feel like they do that to shit on to me on purpose to be like, we don't want you to always go based on that. Go by what you feel. Well, I, I'm trying to get a new car. And um, it occurred to me, like, how we got our house was completely based off of feeling. It was completely uh-huh. based off my intuition. I remember, like, I wanted to stay because where I was working was in St. Augustine, which is half an hour away from here okay. where I live. And so I wanted to, you know, work in the same city that I I live, yeah. or live in the same city I work in. Makes sense. And But it was so expensive. And I was having such a horrible time trying to find anybody. And I remember that there was this moment of, I've learned I do this thing sometimes, or I used to. I don't really do it anymore. Now I've just, I've just learned that's not how it works. Where I try, and I try, and I try, and I try. And I get to this point where I just give up and go, you know what, universe? Clearly mm-hmm. you are trying to tell me something right now, and I'm sorry it took me this long to catch on. You... Let me know when you're ready. And yeah. then, long and behold, everything falls into place. Yeah. I do the same thing. Absolutely. I That's what made me start looking in Palm Coast, where I am now. And I wasn't just looking there. I was looking in other places, too, but it didn't really quite feel right. Yeah. And so we ended up coming back to Palm Coast. And then I found this house. Uh, we had two houses that I, I I wanted to feel calm. That was what I wanted. And I felt that in, an, in a different house than this one. And I was excited about that house. And I was kind of like, this is a cute house. And I I really did want to see it. But I that was the house I wanted. Like, I was totally into it. And then I came here and I just remembered I felt energized. I yeah. felt, like, inspired and motivated. And I was like, that's not what I had asked for. I asked to be calm. But this too, yeah. Yes. And I was yeah. just like what is, why does it have so much energy? Like what it was like, is like a huge energy bubble. And it was, it's just something about this house. And then I remember my husband and I, we sat down because, and we were trying to figure out, okay, like which one's the right one to go with. And we had decided to put in an offer on this house and every single thing we asked for, we got. And yeah. the other one, we would have had to put in more work to fix it. We would have had to put in more work because it was very outdated. They yeah. had done um like the, in screen, I actually think it's an amazing idea, but the way it was done was horrible. It was a screened patio, but they kind of almost did it. They replaced everything with like windows. So that way, like you could actually have like a sunroom. And then if you took off all the windows, you had a screen. 
I guess winners for you are way different than me. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, winners here is like, that's, that's when I open up all the doors and I can breathe. <laughs> that's when I batten down the hatch- hatches and hide in front of the fireplace. <laughs> cold. Yeah, we never get that cold except we used to. Like in Jacksonville, we would get down into like the teens. And it was so bad because of the humidity. It wasn't even like, not to say that I thought the cold wasn't pleasant. I didn't. It was the like, I will seep into every single pore of your body cold yeah. because I'm humid and cold and I will freeze you from the inside yeah. out. Oh, that's the worst. A moist cold is the worst. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds crazy, but it's true. It happens. It is. I hate oh, it. it is. That was us the other day. I was telling you, we went down to 46 degrees. That was our high for the day. And it decided it was also going to sprinkle a little bit. So just oh, on no. top of everything, it was damp and cold. Mm. Yeah. Fire going all Didn't care. Burned Soup, it. Soup. Fire. I did. Yes. I made, uh, what did I make? I made cream and potato soup. It was like perfect. Oh. Yeah, that's my specialty. Is soup? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm really good at soups. I mean, it's not hard. You know what? I, I understand why you and your husband work so well. He makes sweets and you make like hearty things. I do. I love, love making Thanksgiving dinner. Nothing makes me happier than to just cook really hearty, rich food. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Love it. Well, I am, um, I don't, I like Thanksgiving. I enjoy Thanksgiving. I like, but I, I don't like dealing with all of it in my family. It's always a pain yeah. in the ass. We don't do Thanksgiving. I just stay home with my kids now. I kind of did a, not that I don't want to spend time with my family. I love them to death, but I am the black sheep. Therefore, you know, they're very, um, yeah, they're awkward. They're mm-hmm. awkward. So I, you know what? It's just me, my kids, the dog show. I watch the dog show every Thanksgiving day. And I got to tell you, the holidays have gotten pretty great. I, I, eliminated, <laughs> I eliminated the parts I didn't like out of it and I'll, it works. Everybody's actually happy with it. I'm a small family too. So the, when I say we're I, family, I'm only meeting like four people, <laughs> including the six I bring. So it's, you know, it is what it is, but we do good for Christmas. We all, we all get together. But I think I told you, I, I'm going to try to get up to the mountains for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. this year and just relish in the harvest up there, just surrounded by nature. I, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Love my mountains. I love going up there. I love being surrounded by it all. Makes me feel good. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you, though, I, I really feel like I had a past life up there. And I almost feel like I I left a beacon for myself, like an energy beacon. Like, mm-hmm. this feels good. Come back here and use this. And I, I, it just, it feels good. It just feels all around good. It's really hard to put into words because it's on a very high spiritual level. And, you know, everybody has different spiritual levels, but it, it it really affects me in a good, happy way. The best way to put it is that. I just feel all around good and connected and like I'm supposed to be there and like I have been there before. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel foreign in the least. And I love it. I think that's like what we think of as home. I just yeah. wish that I could find mine because I, I don't, I would be surprised if it's here in the United States. I really, I, I when I had the whole, let me see, I had a meditative session where I saw my higher self. Mm-hmm. Or a version of my higher self. Yeah. Honestly, like now I've just been working a lot with my higher self every time I go into meditative practices. And so her thing is you're basically here, but like, let me just fill in the couple like little things you, you need like a reminder of really. Mm-hmm. But 
this woman, like, she was the epitome of, like, she was just like a goddess to me. Like, she just, and, and I ended up in the meditative session, like, becoming her. And that was really when all of my, like, meditation sessions really, I mean, it had changed, obviously, for that one. But it, it had really changed. And so now what happens every time I go into a meditative session is I become a dinosaur, a very big dinosaur. Okay. My whole forehead becomes a dinosaur. I end up with, you know, you have your third eye. Well, I end up with two additional eyes mm-hmm. on the top of my head. And they're reptilian in nature. And they are uh, vertical. So it's always very interesting because I'm like, how do you fit on my head? I mean, I've got a big head. But... <laughs> That's, I don't know how you fit on my forehead. My forehead's not that big, <laughs> but they fit. Does it? They fit. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, I went and I said, you know, and this is what got me in trouble with the dying numerous times in the meditative session. I had said, oh, you know, the Akashic Records, this should be fun. And I had done that before. Like I'd gone through and I'd done it. It'd been a very calm experience. It was very brief. There was nothing else that had occurred. This time, though. This time, I was basically like, you know, all and all I had said was, was there something in a past life that's holding me back? And I was going to use that as my attention in the meditative session. And then certain past lives that I've seen like dreams of, and it connected them all in like a time period. Okay. So I saw why I ended up here in this, this country. There was a past life of mine. She literally had left her home and she was either... In Ireland, and went to London and then was departing from a ship from London here. Or I I don't really understand. Or she was born. I know she had a tie to Ireland and then she came to London and her her goal was to depart to come here. And her ship drowned. Oh, my. So I got to see that. That's intense. Yes. So now before in the dream, I had seen her on the boat. I had known about this. I didn't get to see and experience her die. I just saw the boat no longer there. (laughs) Much more pleasant. And then before her that I saw, I I saw myself trapped in ice in the Arctic. I saw myself as a mermaid. I saw myself as, I saw myself as Lilith. I saw, I felt myself be thrown out of somewhere. And I saw... I have very, really long nails, and some people okay. like call them like claws. Yeah, I, I, like I that version of me had claws, and I felt her hunger because she didn't have anything to eat, and okay. I felt her survive, and I felt her struggle, and I felt her move forward, and then I watched her somehow get swallowed up by the desert, and I feel like that's how she then ended up in the underworld. Hmm. Yes, so I felt that. That was great. That yeah. one. Hmm. I th- and I think that's why she, like, came to me so, like, quickly afterwards is because that one stuck with me the hardest. It was that one in the Arctic. Those two stuck with me the hardest. And then I saw why I even came to this planet. I saw that I I was from somewhere else. I was not from here. I was just basically, like, almost like a little child spirit. <laughs> and I don't know why mermaid stuff kept popping up because I have an odd relationship with the sea. I like the sea. I trust the sea. The sea is, I don't know, my mind doesn't understand the sea. I understand land more than sea. Okay. But I had a very, it was like particles. Like, you know when they talk about the Big Bang and they say particles all (laughs) combine together to make Earth and particles somehow combine together to make microorganisms that have us and et cetera. 
Well, yeah. I was made up of particles, and but it was like light particles, and when the sun hit them, they changed almost like um prism crystal or like a rainbow or something. You know, the light hits the air and it, it makes these colors. Well, that's what I was, and I had a body, I suppose you would say, but the bottom half of me was very sea like, okay. and I was just a child. Like I felt like it was like a child, young energy you know, set off and experiencing the world while I was experiencing the universe and I was swimming around and swimming around and swimming around and having a grand old time and I was playing. Like I was playing with the planets. And then I stopped and I saw this cute little blue marble and I was like, oh, look at that. That's so cute. Because it was the only one that had energy in it. And so I realized, though, that I couldn't touch it in the form that I was because I, I, much like the other planets, I would have smacked the shit out of them. So I made myself smaller. Yeah. And I walked around on the planet and there were no dinosaurs. There was no anything. It was just like grass and water. And I just walked around and that was it. And so like I got to experience all those things. Some of them were very great. But what I took away from that whole meditative session was my struggle. Yeah. And that I knew that in past lives, I didn't really have it easy. I knew that I was always searching for this place, this home, this something. And that was what I was trying to find in every single life. And I hadn't found it. And that was always how I ended up or, or in the process of that search is where I ended up dying. But it really like changed my perspective about this life because I've gone through a lot of horrible things in this lifetime. Yeah. And I had depression and I didn't think I should be here anymore. And I didn't think I had a place or a purpose or anything. And I thought it would be better if I wasn't here. And I had to realize after that whole thing that actually this is the best life I've had. Yeah. Which is sad in yeah. a way, but I it didn't feel that way for me. It felt sombering. Like, how can I put it? When you've watched yourself die a total of yeah. seven times in 11 minutes and seven seconds, you don't worry about the normal stressors of life anymore. Money, bills, stuff like that. They're still there, but, but they can't stress you out anymore when you just right. watch yourself die seven times. Exactly. It's, um, it's a reality check almost it's like this is pretty good because it could be worse you know it's crazy but now every time since then whenever i go into like my meditative session i become a dinosaur and it's weird because it's it's weird like (laughs) the first thing i ever see it's just like it's just the face it's the top half of the face and it's like these (laughs) horns i just turned into a child for a second it's these horny like eyebrows that appear on my head (laughs) little eyes the little the little reptilian eyes that come out of nowhere and then i that it's so funny because i never take on the body of a dinosaur it's just like just the eyebrows and the eyes that's it that's That's it that's all i get Hmm. i don't know what that's about i think i'm okay with it though i don't think i want to march around like a giant dinosaur i'm okay (laughs) you know a little bit he could have had a tail i mean (sighs) yeah that's true tail would have freaked me out i think i don't know why well, I think I think it's a metaphor because I had a dream at one point and during the dream I was super stressed out and my I knew in the dream that my my little spirit power animal had come through and was protecting me from all these things. And it lifts this like crocodile up and with it which snakes don't do this, but okay. So <laughs> coils around it and like lifts it up and then this huge ass dinosaur from the other side opens its mouth and chomps the crocodile in half. Yeah, And I was just like, oh, wow. I was like, wait, do I have any, like, spirit animal as a dinosaur? I was like, no, I don't think. I don't think that's the case. I'm not sure. You know what? 
they were they were animals, you know. Yeah. We, we can see their bones. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it can it sounds funny because of our perception and our what we've been taught mm-hmm. about dinosaurs and there's Barney and there's the land before time. We have so many yeah. conceptions of it. But they were absolutely animals and we have you know, there's traces of them still around in mm-hmm. in crocodiles. And, mm-hmm. and and birds. I mean, look at birds. Birds birds kind of freak me out. I'll be honest. Yeah. And I don't know. I love crows mm-hmm. and ravens, but don't mm-hmm. touch me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just something about it. But it, it, see that it makes complete sense to me though, because they were animals. I don't see why it wouldn't wouldn't be possible to have that connection with it. I, yeah, completely makes sense to me. Well, I don't. I I don't know. I still haven't figured out if it's that I am a dinosaur. It's, but it's definitely a, a metaphor for me. It's like a, it's because when I had that dream and then I, and then I had the meditative session where I became like the high, high self or whatever, mm-hmm. I realized that the dinosaur was a metaphor for me as, as far as like strength and will yeah. and bigger than life. Yes. Kind of yeah. like that. Like you actually can literally take something and, and for lack of a better term, like if you need to feed yourself, you'll feed yourself. If you need yes. to protect yourself, you can protect yourself. If you need to defend yourself, you can defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You have everything you need inside of you to do it. You just have to kind of believe it. And so I'm not sure if maybe that's why also my meditative sessions have changed where they're not just, oh, a nice place of peace and calm, but instead let's watch yourself die. And let's also, <laughs> you know, now, for instance, it's actually really funny because I know we had the whole conversation about Hades the other day, but probably like a three or four. I actually I wrote it down. I have to because I write down my meditations now and yeah. I had to write it down. And my higher self was talking to me about like freedom and that I was free to to be able to fully embrace like who I was and my abilities and everything. And basically shortly after that, I turn because whenever I see her, she's giant. Like she's yeah. like you, like you know when you like think about the Titans, like she's that yeah. size. Like yeah. her ass is huge, and then I'm like very <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I'm very tiny next to her. It's like oh hello little child self, and so it's almost like and I I wonder if like it's kind of I know some people talk about like your child self inside of you, and I wonder if it is like this higher self like talking to my child self to kind of make it understand and all of those things. But my little self was suddenly appeared down in the underworld and was dancing. She was okay. just dancing in the All middle right. of the underworld. But she danced on top of somebody's body. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and she was happy as a clam. I'm just curious. Did she have shoes on? I don't want to step on a body. I think that'd be squishy. No, no shoes. Just a long white dress. Well, my husband, actually, um, he is. So I have some Leo in my chart. But I mean, I'm mostly like I'm a Gemini Cancer cusp. And then okay. I think I'm a, I think my moon is a Virgo. My ascendant is a Scorpio. It's very strange to me. And then okay. I've got some like random Leo in my chart coming in. Okay. And so I understand his like dominant thing. Like I get it. He's very like assertive and I'm He's typically more like, I'll just be here. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely had to like embody the small bit of Leo in my chart. And I think somehow like the, the Scorpio goes in there a little and I'm just like, no, like if he's going to be dominant, like as his partner, I'm going to be the united front and I'm going yeah. to stand next to him. And if he's going to be dominant, I'm going to be dominant with him, Yeah, and, which is always very strange for me. Well, it's funny when you're a Pisces, it's funny that 
I read one time that Pisces out of all the Zodiac has a little bit of everybody in them because they have Mm -hmm. to go through all the charts to get to Pisces. You know, we're number 12. Mm-hmm. So I, I I understand what you're saying because there is I'm like okay I got to pull out my lioness and growl back, mm-hmm. but the fish in me is just like I just want to butt heads with you and go away. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna headbutt you and I'm gonna swim because yeah. we're, we're fish. I, I we really don't like con- I, I'm not a confrontational person, mm-hmm. but I can be. <laughs> yeah, but I can be. And my daughter just the lion in her. Growing up with a Leo, man, they're hard. They're just, they're constantly trying to run the pack. Yeah. They don't, they, and I don't, it's, it's just how they are. Like, that's mm-hmm. how he is too. He's very, actually, it's really interesting because in the, the session I had last week during meditation, I put his lion back in his body. He mm. does not know I did this though. Oh, this should be interesting. Yes. Yeah, so I had, I had a session dealt with my higher self. We, had some conversations, stuff like that. And this has been going on the twice. So the first time I just saw a random ass tiger. And I love white Siberian tigers, but I was mm. also like, you well, you're not you're not an animal of mine. Yeah. I also have a giant squid now. Don't know what that's about. But that she the she helps me travel. I travel with her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she'll and this has come from the, the woman who drowned. I don't know if she turned into a squid. I don't I, it was a very weird exchange. I saw her floating in the water and then I saw the squid. So I don't know if some way in between that I was a squid or if she met a squid and was like, hello, squid. As she passed away, I don't really know what, but like mm-hmm. she will let have help me travel underwater to certain places where normally I wouldn't deal with water. I just deal with land and yeah. doors to other places. But I saw the tiger and I was like, why do I have a tiger? Yeah. It's weird. I don't understand it. Okay. So then... Then I realized that really, actually, what that was in some of the other sessions I had was the fact that eventually I'm going to have Kali. And I was like, yes. Nice. Yes, come to me. Please. Yeah. <laughs> please. Please. All 10 of you. All 10 of you at once. Please. Come to me. Yes. Yeah. What she's, uh, uh, this is also why I have Lilith and why I have Freya now. And I had. Who the hell else did I have for, uh, just for, oh, I had, I had Gaia again for a little bit. And so this is like why I had them, because they make me work through the shadow parts of me. And I would also say probably the part of me that does get not, I don't actually get as concerned about my abilities as I did before, but based on the whole situation that I told you about earlier with that person that I hurt, mm-hmm. I do worry sometimes about how strong I can be and how my thoughts truly are projections and that they do have power behind them and when I put my power behind them they can happen even if I don't yeah. know what I'm doing just watching it out yeah absolutely yep and I think I think it's okay to know that but not be scared of it and so like Lilith taught me that there was power in my pain and once she did that then Hikati came by and was like hey I want you to do this and this and this and I haven't been able to completely do them yet but she's being very patient with me and she doesn't really care she's just like do it whenever you can and that's kind of how yeah. it is yeah, that's good. I mean, that's great because, I mean, that's really not something you should mm-hmm. force. Yeah. And all it is is she wants me to buy. They want me to set up. I think typically you would call it an altar, but I think it's more of like, I guess you could call it like an altar, but it's not with like traditional like altar items, I guess. It's no, I just get like it. little things like, you know, hey, have this type of crystal and can you put it here yeah. by your bed when you're sleeping? Or, and it started with me getting black obsidian, which I'm 
not typically, I typically don't like it actually, but I got into this particular one and then Hikate told me that she wanted me to get, it's basically like, so actually very similar to the amazing logo that you made me. It's a, a woman uh, meditating and it's made out of black obsidian. Okay. And okay. she just asked me to, you know, don't pay an arm and a leg for it, nothing like that. But look for it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And if you can get it, she wants you to put it at the window above my bed or next to my bed. That's all, all she, right. That's all she asked for. Didn't ask okay. for anything else. So like little things like that. But I feel like this whole season right now has been like a complete time of, you know, I understand my normal day to day magic. I understand how that works. I get it. I get when I have to do like more physical things versus more visualizations. Mm -hmm. What I feel like they've been teaching me is that one, to find complete and utter balance with my shadow self, which I feel like I've done. And two, to also like, I can be very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel like this does occur when you're, when you're working spiritually, but I do feel like your guides will eventually try to make you not be able to be hard on yourself anymore. Because things are ever changing. So, for instance, if you have a guide for a short period of time and then they go away, you can't be like, oh, well, why did they go? Did I, you know, they told me to do this one thing and I never did it. Is it that? Is it? Yeah. No. They also have, a, you know, guides can be around for multiple different people and sometimes you need them for a period of time and other times you don't for it. And again, I, and I think you brought this up too and I've had this happen to me and sometimes they stay around too long. Yes. And, yep. and they end up doing more harm than good. And it, it happens. It, nothing's perfect. You yeah. Know? And and I think I think the false thing with TV shows and stuff is that they make it seem like it's very cut and dry. Mm -hmm. It happens like this, this, and this, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it is the exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. Like the other day, I told you I felt the veil slipping and 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 taking back. And it was funny because I I told you I had just dropped my son off at the bus stop. It was the furthest, furthest thing from my mind. I was planning my day, what I had to get done, et cetera. And it was like, oh, hey, pay attention. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. Again, it's not perfect. It's, there's no timing. There's no order. Mm -hmm. It is an organized chaos. <laughs> yeah. And it happens when it's supposed to happen. And guides, like you said, they can be there for a short time, mm -hmm. a long time, mm -hmm. and sometimes just for like a brief popover like hey yeah what's going on this is what i want you to know and i'll uh, see you later yeah see you in a couple of years bye yeah and it's um it's it's uh it's different <laughs> yes it, it it's it's like um i don't it's it's strange because when i was younger i i had figured out that i had to accept being alone mm -hmm. like i could be alone without being lonely yes Yes. And I feel like with them, that even though that I don't have someone who's physically there, they're, oh, I never feel lonely or alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, yeah, you don't have anyone standing next to you. And I'm like, that's what you think. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, when I first started talking to you about spirit guides, it made me go back and think to when I was a little kid, because I always had imaginary friends. Like I said, I was an only child. So, you know. Using my imagination and entertaining myself was nothing new. But I had imaginary friends and I thought about it. And there was one that was very powerful and like I always played with, like no matter what. And it didn't like everything didn't dawn until I was older in life. And it was like, hey, guess what? That really wasn't an imaginary friend. 
there was someone with you. Don't know what it was. I know it was a guy. I named him, I named him Billy. Mm-hmm. And I, it, when things would get bad, I could talk to Billy. Yeah. And I don't really, I can't even remember the conversations I had. I remember playing with him. You know, I was a little girl. You'd think I would have made a little girl friend. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember thinking Billy up, you know? And I, and, and when I was started talking to you and I just started figuring out my own spirit guides, I was like, you know what? That might have been a spirit guide. Mm-hmm. And to a child, I took it on as that's my invisible friend. Yeah. You hear kids with ghosts. Well, my, my friend, and it was a ghost. It wasn't an invisible friend at all. And it definitely wasn't a ghost. But because it was nothing. I know, I know the difference. Yeah. Um, I've always known the difference. Like in my head, I just always know. But I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I probably had a spirit guide when I was a kid because I kind of had a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. And when you have a rough childhood, you don't even realize that you're mentally reaching out for help, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a dramatic rough time, but you're still reaching out for help. And I think I did. And my response was getting a guy to take my mind off things, keep me company and keep me busy. And it took me a long time to realize that. And then one day I was like, you know what? Thank you, Billy. I don't even think that was your real name. I don't even know who you were, but thank Mm -hmm. you. And it just made me think back to the times where where I was talking to myself and getting an answer back, like, was that really you? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it's it's funny because you may have a guide and you may not even realize it mm-hmm. because it's just so, how I want to say, it's, it's voice in your consciousness is so in tuned. It's hard to decipher, is this you or someone else? I've had that happen before where I almost couldn't tell the difference until I, I had to focus, almost meditate on it. Oh, Yeah. It, it was, especially when I was first figuring stuff out, it was like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. What is going on? Am I myself? And who's answering me? You're not supposed to answer yourself. Are you supposed to answer yourself? Well, you're <laughs> talking to yourself now, so now you're just crazy. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, we all yeah. go through it. It's, 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 I think, the normal process of it all in a weird, chaotic way. Well, and I think because, like, we don't, I mean, I've never been a part of, like, a spiritual workshop or a energy or medium or psychic or any type of workshop. Yeah, me neither. I don't think they tell you, like, all the chaotic shit that happens. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't think they – I mean, why would you? Like, I mean, you you would do it if you want to be real and honest with people. And I'm sure there, mm-hmm. there probably are people who do. But when I go yeah. on Instagram and I see somebody talk about, like, all this shit and I'm like, but you're not bringing up the fact that, like, this – everybody's experience is different. Yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. But there are – classic things that happen and Mm -hmm. it typically seems to be some sort of denial because we all like the normal human thing is to think you're nuts then you turn around and then you you at some point begin to believe and then from there it's a fucking roller coaster of sometimes chaotic bliss like that's what it is Mm -hmm. and it's it's different for everybody i mean when you talk about like deities like people always think like you have to make some big offering and i'm sure there are some that they just sit there and they make you believe that because they're like, hell yeah, if you, I haven't had an offering in a while, give it to me. Right. So, yeah, they're hey. going to they're gonna tell yeah. you like, hey, it's kind of like for me, if you're going to give me free food, I'll take it. Like, I told I'm you. I'm not going to tell you I don't need it. Sweets <laughs> and I'll, whatever, I'll do whatever. I don't yeah, care. yeah. And, and you don't have to go through all of that. If you just like go, hey, I do this all the time. I mean, 
I did this with my ancestors. I lit a candle and I just said, look, listen, these are the requirements of the spirits that I'm allowing into this space right now. If Mm -hmm. you do not meet these requirements, you're not allowed to come. And that's it. And I had one that she was great. She was amazing. She, however, though, was a home person. She was a home person. She cooked, she cleaned, she did all that. I mean, she she was healed from all the trauma and the stuff that happened in her life. She was yeah. healed. But that also meant that during that time, it, it, I wanted to make bread and gravy and potatoes and cakes and pastries huh? and a whole bunch of shit, which, yes, yeah. I would love to make those all the time, but I don't have time. <laughs> I'm going to say, who has time? Did you yes. know that bread takes like 48 hours to rise? Yes, it's delicious, yes. but I realized it was such hard work. I used to make bread. I made like gluten-free bread. I would make gluten-free croissants. Mm, that's and good. it was awesome. But like legitimately, because when you did the yeast and everything, you had to wait like two hours for the stupid thing to rise. And you had to punch it down for yep. like 30 minutes and then wait another like hour and a half for it to fucking rise. And then you're able to like have to knead it and roll it out. And yep. then you're able to actually make it into the shape. And then you got to bake it. And then you got to wait for it to cool. And then you can finally enjoy it. It's a whole day process. I'll have it time is- for that. Nope. I don't either. Although I do like making bread. I just. Yes. I don't have time for it. It's too much. It is. It's a lot of work. I love Italian bread. I just don't want to wait 48 hours to eat it. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, what is it? Oh, the, the pastry. Not the pastry. The, the, fuck. What do they make? Do they make like Napoleons out of them? It's like the flaky crust one. The flaky. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Philo dough? Yes, yes. Yes. That shit mm. where it has like 720 fucking layers and you got to fold it into 12 and then knead some, some butter into it and fold it into another 12. That's too much. No. So good. No. I don't do it. But somebody else can do it for me. Oh, yeah. I will. Again, I'll never pass it on sweet ever. <laughs> or taco, but, you know, honestly, I very rarely pass up food. I like food. It's good. Um, I've always liked the kitchen witch approach. Like there, they were like, you know, I cook in every, I read one time, like a, a kitchen witch is just somebody who goes in their kitchen and puts all their love and good thoughts into the food. Yeah. And well, witches into their And you can taste food. that shit too. Yeah. I love doing that. That part is good to me, but I just don't have time for that part. Mm-hmm. So you're getting something in the crock pot and I, I, I put some love into it. Eat it. <laughs> Yep. It's crockpot. Eat it. I made it. That means I love you. <laughs> yeah. I've had you on here for almost two hours, which I loved. I know. As the usual. Phone didn't die. Huh? The phone didn't die. I was so happy. No, because we set off all the dogs. I know. That was insane. <laughs> Definitely go back and listen. Let me know what you hear because I'm curious now. Yeah. All I know is I heard that little like, it was like, hee hee. And it literally like ended on like the high. And that's why like. You know, normally when you laugh, you then bring it back down. And that's yeah. why I was like, what's up, Laura? No, well, you know, talking. I have, I think I've told you, I have a connection with the fairies. And that way well, you have be- a fairy who was enjoying the hell out of you. I have no doubt. I, I, I think I told you, I just, I've, I'm a very tiny person to begin with. And I think if I was ever coming back from, I, I think definitely at one point I came back as a, from a fairy to this world. Mm-hmm. And. Or maybe not. I don't know. But they like me and I like them and I have never made them angry and I don't ever want to make mm-hmm. them angry because I've also read horror stories of pissing yeah. them off. And I don't want to do that. You don't piss them off. 
No, but they've always been very kind and very guiding to me. And um, who knows? Maybe one was visiting. That would be awesome. I've never heard one before. I've felt them. And I thought I saw one one time out of the corner of my eye, kind of like a shadow person. But to hear one would be fascinating. I would love it. Yeah, if I can isolate the sound in here, I'll send it to you. If not, then I'll just play it. And I got to remember where the hell it was. Well, I remember where it was because it was the first time your dog started barking. Yeah, we got doggies barking. Well, yeah. dog. And then, <laughs> well, he was the only one until the last one there. And then we brought up the underworld and every dog on my street just started barking. So, Oh, sweet Hades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he got a kick out of that. I'm sure he got it. Thought he was, uh, yeah, I thought, I bet he thought he was the shit there. I'm sure. <laughs> now, won't talk about me. Watch what I can do. <laughs> Remember, I'm friends with Cerberus. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, I have deities who love him. I mean, love him to pieces. They think he's, like, amazing, which he yeah. is. And I, th- I think... Get me wrong. I mean, the power is cool. <laughs> I think they respect him. I think they have a different respect level for him, I think, is where it comes from. I think okay. that, like, because some of the... I mean, most of the deities I work with are... They struggled. They struggled to get their power. They struggled Mm -hmm. to be known for it. And so the fact that he lives in a place with struggle, I think some of them, like, for instance, like Lilith, he, I don't really think they've had, I mean, they've definitely had some conversations or stuff like that. But, you know, she lives in a plane of what, you know, near his plane. And so she has a good relationship with him. Or uh, Nemesis, for instance, mm-hmm. same thing, thinks he's awesome. Nyx, eh, she's kind of eh, but she respects him. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I know, I remember with Zeus, he, I had astraled. This is the first time I ever met him. There was this huge purple thing right in front of me. Okay. And I'm like, I'm out here, I'm having a grand old time in the middle of space. And then I see this thing and I was like, the fuck are you? Yeah, it was basically like his response was basically like, one, you should know who I am. And two, like you're in my domain. And I'm like, no, the space is not your domain. Yeah. And he was like, basically like he was super belittling and kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to be put in your place. Exactly. And all of a sudden this thing came from inside me and was like, I am older than you. Back the fuck off. Yeah. And they fought. Like, they had this whole thing. I was just kind of over here, like, I'll be over here. <laughs> and yep. after that, I very quickly learned that any time I astraled, even, you know, just like what happened the other night, which I, sh- I did do it, I just also projected it. But mm-hmm. I've learned that when I am using my energy and I am, like, projecting or just kind of, like, filling my space with my energy... That sometimes, because I also give energy to, to the planet, and I give mm-hmm. energy to the environment, and yes. energy to the elements, I will call things to me all the time. And sometimes, especially if I deal with, with deities, and I'm dealing with, you know, if I channel them a little bit, or, you know, they're just kind of, they're like, I'm being amused by it, about, by what I'm doesn't will you know, energy invites energy. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I've also, ever since then, I've learned, especially with him, to be very careful. Yeah. Because he's very quick to, like, if you disrespect him in any way, he's very quick to, and he can get to you, he's very quick to, like, 
He, like he's probably going to be mad about this conversation. Oh, uh, he'll get the he'll be fine. Whatever. He'll get the fuck off. He you know. he knows better. He and he won't. My he respect won't. is there. Yeah. It. I respect you, but I don't like you. That is my 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 piece with him. Mm-hmm. I'll respect you, but I don't like. You. And that's fine. Now, someone like Raw. If Raw came through, oh yeah, I respect Raw. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I I love, absolutely love 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 anything in Egyptian history. That's one of my favorites. I definitely know I was, I was connected there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm almost afraid to ask where because that was <laughs> a very brutal time in history. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a very um, awakening time in history, mm-hmm. um, spiritually and educationally. And I just, it, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's when you read about it, you're like, wow, I really feel connected. This is my zone. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of stay with that. But I mean, you're right. You know, if I was thrown into raw, my respects would be amazing. You know, I mm-hmm. would be through the roof. Yeah, you know, it just, they're like people. They are people. They are. You're going to like their personalities and sometimes you're not. It's and I think people just go, okay, deity, like it demands respect and it is this extremely powerful force. And, and it is all of those things. But mm-hmm. like you said, they're just like people. I'm sorry, but like, especially because, you know, I feel that and it's, I mean, you heard this when we were dealing with your muse and Lilith. Mm-hmm. Lilith doesn't call things souls and spirits. She calls them essence. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember that word because I, I, when she said it, she said that's the closest thing you guys have in the English language to what I'm discussing. Yes. And I agree with her. It is. It's Yes. The word fits. And, I, and it makes me feel like I don't feel like there's anything to, you know, I, I've always had this thing where... Whenever I deal with deities, it feels like like we are one and we're a part of one another and we fit somewhere. Yeah. And there's times where I'll go inside myself, which is so hard to explain to somebody. And it's like there's this black space. And in this space, I see everyone. I can see every time that I've been around. And there, there are deities there. And I don't think that means that like, I've always struggled with that because then people do this. Oh, so you're trying to say that you're a goddess or God. And it's like, no, that's not necessarily what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is there is something that truly, deeply connects me with these beings. Yes. And and it goes beyond, like, my energy or my ability or something. There's there's some sort of line there. And yeah. I don't think that I'm the only one who has that line. I think no. everybody does. But I just have chosen to investigate it and be a part of it and allow it, mm-hmm. where other times people go, no. Well, again, when you talk about the Bible, we just call it spirituality and we're okay with it because mm-hmm. there's a normality around that. Mm-hmm. If you say somebody, I saw an angel, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, because that's in our mainstream. That's in our environment. Yeah. It's been taught that it's okay. It's the same concept going on there, just with different people that, you know, aren't in our mainstream lives, aren't talked about on a daily basis. And they're not normality. So it's harder for people to just go, hey, that's a normal thing. Okay, cool. I believe you. And again, if we, if it was just worded differently, people look at it differently. And it's so funny how that happens, how one word or just one, one book can change how people um, accept things. Yeah. You know, again, if it just a different title, different word, different book, mm-hmm. and the acceptance is taken differently. Uh, I've always been an open-minded people, uh, person, people. I said people. I guess there's more than one of me. Um, <laughs> but it's 
I've always been like, I'll look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And even before I realized, you know, what I was doing, I liked it all. I liked to hear mm-hmm. the idea of how people wrote the Bible and what they were thinking and how people wrote the Koresh and all of that because it's all somebody's spirituality. Yeah. And spirituality, no matter what form it comes from, to me is just beautiful. It really is. It's your belief mm-hmm. in something. Mm-hmm. It's your heart. It's your soul. And it's it's just a pretty thing. It really is. And it's a shame that, you know, so many times in history, it was looked at as in, as prejudice, you know. Mm-hmm. And from Salem witch trials to, to Israel, it's, it's a shame. But if you can stop and just read about somebody's religion, even if you don't accept it, you don't have to accept it. Yep. Just learn about it. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you a different perspective on where people are thinking. On our spirituality, I think we're the lucky ones because we get to look at all of them. Yeah. And appreciate all of them and and have a connection with all of them in some way, shape, or form, you know? I, I just, it's just beautiful. I just personally think it's a beautiful thing. I really do. I always have. Um, I never called myself religious, mm-hmm. but I've always called myself very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's just, I don't know. That's my foretaking on it. But, you know, again, just a changing of a word. Yep. And people will either criticize you and call you crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so, and that's yeah. so true. It's yep. so true. And it's so sad. It because, is. Because, like, I feel like one of the things I always thought about all the gods and goddesses is that, let me see how I can best word this. It's that, in a way, it wouldn't surprise me if they reincarnated onto the planet. And the reason why is because you have to update with the changing of the times. Absolutely. Look at how we view it celebrities. Look at how we view mm-hmm. YouTubers. You spend all that time. You, people don't pray to them as much as they used to. Yeah. Wouldn't you have to find another way to come down? Wouldn't you have to find another way to speak to somebody? Wouldn't you have to find another way to come through someone? Absolutely. So I feel like there are so many people who can get the messages that are out there. There. And they, I, there's, I listen to, or I watch a choreographer and she does a lot of like twerking videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's very into embodying the female body, embodying your, your sensuality, your sexuality. But then she does these motivational talks right before her, her choreography. And let me tell you something. Sometimes the shit she says, it just hits me. Yeah. And that, there are plenty of times where that has been like what, you know, what I do the little, um, what I learned in this episode is, is because of that and, and what she said and how it hit me. And I'm like, okay, so who's to say somebody didn't say, you know what, you need to make sure you tell all these people this, you need to make sure you put this video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then little old me down the line finds it and goes, holy shit, why did I never think about it that way? Yeah. I think we all have the ability to influence and embody energy and we do it so often, but we don't realize it. Sometimes it just, like you're saying, it just sometimes it just takes a word, but then people turn around and they go, oh, well, you, you know, you say this or you say that, or you talk about this or you talk about that. And they can't listen to the other words around you. They can't listen to the other messages around you. And yes. I feel like if people could understand that, for one, we are not perfect. None of us, you know, when I do this podcast, I'm not perfect. When I go to work, I'm not perfect. When I, I, there are so many times that I could have done something better or done something differently. And there's a lot of times where I cut shit out of the podcast for that too. And I say, okay, yeah. well, you know, it's a little bit too much and I, I maybe should have phrased that better. But it doesn't mean that the rest of the message isn't valid. It doesn't mean that like 
the rest of what I'm saying is wrong. Also, I, I do think if we would spend more time in a healthy way understanding that we are not perfect in what we think of perfection. I think Correct. that actually perfection is us being the best that we can be in that moment, in that moment of time. In this yeah. moment of time right now, I am perfect. Yeah. Because I am. It is, it's not ongoing. Perfection will never, once you, you're not perfect forever, it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. It's like you said moments, little moments, you know, they say it's the little things and it really is. And I don't, yep. I, when people hear little things, yeah, they kind of blow it off. The little things goes into, like you said, the little victories, yeah, the little moments where you're just really feeling yourself mm-hmm. and the little moments of failure, because you know what they say in a failure is a lesson. Yes. So, I mean, we're all not perfect. We'll have perfect moments, like you said, but it's, it's funny when, when we all just think, well, I'm going to be perfect forever and, or this moment's going to stay perfect forever. And it's just not, if it was perfect, it wouldn't be that way. Got to have ups and downs. Yeah. That's what makes it perfect. You know, it's, it's life in general is just a giant riddle. (laughs) It is. It It is. is. And how you decipher that riddle is the outcome of it all. And, it, and mm-hmm. again, if we just sit there and focus on all the negative things, that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You'll get it in return. You'll have it in your life. And I think when we, like you said, change, or, you know, we emphasize on the perfection and I have to get this job and I have to get this car and I have to do this and I have to do that. You're missing the journey. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, and I know everybody said this and I'm sure it's in a lot of motivals, but that's the, the lessons in the journey. Mm-hmm. Not getting there. Getting there, it's just, that's the end of it. Yeah. Whatever you learned, that's over with now. So on to something new. Because you, you can be driven in order to get somewhere, but mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't be so driven that you miss all those tiny lessons, all those tiny opportunities in in, in that journey. It, yeah. it is really that, that journey. And and I think it, I you know, my, for me, like I know my spirituality, honestly, really, and, and even like, understanding myself and bettering myself and being a more wholesome person. I learned that by simply accepting that the universe seems to always come in and save me, even Mm -hmm. when I don't realize that's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. And I will push and push and push and keep being driven and keep being determined. And I think that, you know, when I was younger and I was, I went to Catholic school and I went to Christian school and read the Bible, you know, People would always say, like, you have to, if you want something, you have to, you have to ask God for it. And you have to keep almost proving to God that you're worthy of it. And so at least that was, for me, that was my parents' interpretation of it, that they wanted me to understand. And so I was supposed to be driven and I was supposed to do this and I was supposed to be determined. And if I didn't have those things, then I wouldn't be worthy of any blessing I looked for. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older and now that I've kind of gone through, I've come to understand that that's not actually true. You do have, you know, when you, when someone does, talks about intention and, and manifestation, intention is the act of moving forward towards something. And the manifestation part is you put the energy in it to get it done. And so you do, yes, you do need to be a little driven. You do need to, you have to have that thought. You have to want to put some energy into it. But when it comes to you and how it comes to you and why it comes to you, that's all from the universe. Yes. And yeah. if all you focus on is being driven and all you focus on, you think that's enough? It's not. 
and it will drive you crazy. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're in a very fast moving world. Mm-hmm. We're surround- We're bombarded with as much information as you want to Google in a day if you mm-hmm. wanted to. But like you said, if you're so driven, you're going to miss it because it's quick and it happens. And if you keep missing it, it'll just keep repeating itself. Yep. And nobody likes that. It's like the whole, you know, try to learn the lesson once, okay? Well, you know, and sometimes it doesn't, but mm-hmm. if you keep ignoring it, it'll eventually just smack you with a hammer and it may not be a good, it may not be the, the best result because you yeah. bypassed it so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the spider web effect, it, I've always liked spider webs to kind of, I guess in my own way, describe the universe, mm-hmm. but it's just... If you stay on that thread and you decide one day, oh, I'm just going to jump off, you've missed four other threads. You're going somewhere else now. It's never going to backtrack just because you were in the moment too concerned with something that was instant gratification opposed to a long-term gratification. Mm -hmm. And I think people get those mixed up. Long-term gratification to my, in my perspective is that the, when I'm 80 some years old, I'm happy. That's yeah. that's my long-term goal. How I get there, yeah, that's probably going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. But when I'm 80-some years old, it'll be a beautiful mess that I am so happy with. Yeah. Mm, that's it. And I'll, I'll try to catch as many messages. But when you ignore them and you bypass them, put you on a path that you may not may not be great because you missed that opportunity and ignored it. Yeah. The blueprint of life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I also feel like I'm going to steal that for the title of the episode. There you go. That's a great so. title. Actually, my grandmother used to say that all the time. She's like, uh, I, I asked her, I think it was a faith question, you know, what's your idea on faith and life? And hers was, God has a bunch of blueprints with your name on it. They keep changing until he's done with the final one. Mm-hmm. And then that's your main blueprint. But by then you're already built. So, and I, and I took that as a kid, like, whoa, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, harsh. But as I got older, I was like, man, she was so right. (laughs) Can I just say, this just hit me, which means that I have to tell it to you. Do you realize that we're in October in shadow season, as I so affectionately love to call it? We are super close to Halloween. The veil is thinning. Do you realize this whole episode has been about deities, the underworld, meditative stuff, spiritual stuff? That's so perfect. And then you quoted your grandmother. (laughs) It's <laughs> like you just you perfect. totally dropped the perfect like ancestral like zip line right there that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. She's she's she was very spiritual, even though she ignored the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. But she I, she was wise beyond her years. Like she say, you never have to go to a building to believe in God. God told you not to build things in his name. God mm-hmm. is all around you. And she wasn't even a religious person. It was like, well, mm-hmm. where'd that come from? Yeah. And then the blueprint thing, and I took the blueprint thing with me my whole life. Your life is multiple blueprints. You got to just pick which one or change it or draw it or draft it. It's going to change constantly because that's what blueprints do, I think. I mean, I'm not a, I'd have never drawn up a blueprint and I'm not going to pretend like I have. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I did, my husband would be like, you are very well off and wrong. That's not how <laughs> Please stop. 